1: Woodhouse offers confidence as your trusted auto partner. With 18 brands and 16 convenient full-service dealerships, you can easily shop the latest models, discover a pre-owned vehicle that meets your list of must-haves, or conveniently maintain your current vehicle. And our knowledgeable and local team is ready to help, providing you the solutions to get you on the road faster, whether online at woodhouse.com or in person. Experience the difference with Woodhouse, a trusted auto partner since 1975.
0: Hello and welcome into another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and in today's episode, we have very special guest, Ash Borland. This is somebody I connected with. I was on his show a few months ago, and. It's just great to talk to people that take personal branding seriously. And we had a conversation about personal branding and what it is and what it's become over the past four or five years, because he works with personal brand clients. I do as well. And another thing I like, and I think this should happen in every industry, is when you can converse with people who would and otherwise be your competition, but they're really not i think it's really healthy to be able to talk with your peers you know and have those conversations about what's happening in the industry and current trends without it being this fight like oh if you come on my show you're gonna steal clients but if i go on your show you can't get any clients from me it's just it's stupid you know so i love that we can have a conversation like this and i'm excited to let you guys hear this and tune in so make sure you tune into this episode it's amazing believe me it is some really great information some great strategies in here shout out to ash again man thank you for being on the show enjoy the episode hello my good people welcome in to the personal branding playbook i'm super super excited to have ash on the show i was on his show a few weeks months ago man this year's moving so fast <laughs> uh, ash is a personal brand expert um he's more focused in that field than myself at this point He has his own podcast. He's interviewing some amazing, amazing experts. Ash, welcome to the show.
1: Chris, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Like, This is great. I wanted to nail this down so much because I love your show. So this is great. Man, And so one of
0: my questions for you is what got you into the personal branding niche? Because I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but about three maybe four years ago personal branding became like a joke online you know like everybody would say i gotta protect my brand and it kind of became this running theme where it's like nobody really took personal branding seriously um so what got you in the space saying hey people need help with this
1: do you know what it was really um it completely fell into it it wasn't and i obviously have had you on the show and that's me and you kind of vibed on this because i was like actually like we've got very similar background in a different way um I didn't really it was never intended to be personal branding. I would I wasn't into personal branding. I didn't like per, I didn't thought about it. Um my background is performing arts. Um, I've done lots of jobs since the background of performing arts, but it started off as where I kind of started to build this brand was I got into performing arts when I was like a, about 16 years old. So that's like for me it's singing, dancing, acting. Um now the joke of it is looking back at it, the reason why I did that was because when we are at school i mean i'm in the uk so but it's a similar thing We're worldwide we all have this we all have the you know there's the jocks the thing like with you guys you've got yeah. different things we all have these these groups we belong to and in the uk I was, even from a young kid i was very aware like there was the guy we call it football you guys call it soccer there was like the football kid there was the swimmer there was the diver there was the runner there was the there was all these people and they had identities um, and I was just a nothing, you know, I was a nobody. Like I just, I was friends with people, but I didn't have a thing that you could anchor to me. So I got into dancing and performing um, and like break dancing and things like that. And that became my thing. Um, fast forward, you know, got, I got scholarships, did all of that, trained in London, West End, did all of that type of stuff. And um, which isn't that interesting. But one thing I learned was when I left that world and came into the kind of corporate world and I started to get into finance, one thing that really started to become really obvious was doors were opening for me because I was very good at holding myself and I was very good at understanding that people judge the way I walk, judge the way I talked, the way I looked, the way I presented myself and also the way that I presented myself online. So my, I had a financial, I had a financial planning firm uh, that I'd set up myself and it was blowing up because I was doing YouTube, I was doing videos on LinkedIn and uh, it was doing really, really well. It's how to videos because of my, um, background in performing and over time it just kind of started to realize when people kept asking me what do you do i was like well i i make content i do this and then it ended up i was just like well actually i it's someone said and they said you're a personal branding guy i was like really and they thought about it that way and as soon wow. as i yeah like it was like and it, it was like a top like marketer <laughs> like i turned up to this this thing top marketer in the uk um and um i went to a conference and this guy was like I was just sat there and I was just chatting about cuz I know I like love content marketing like everything SEO I can go deep into all but my my background in performing and also an obsession with psychology he the guy was just like you are a personal branding guy like that's what you should do he said it was like you should quit your job and go and Man. do that um and he was right <laughs> wait wait wait
0: quit your job that's the that's a lot just quit your job and just go do that that is yeah that's bold and i don't think i don't think it's meant for everybody but i do think everybody is meant to kind of everybody has this thing that they can do innately and it's interesting when people meet you and that's part of your personal brand when people meet you they should be able to immediately feel what it is that you're good at what you know that skill they should see it on you and i think that only happens when you're really in tune with your personal brand and you've kind of accepted who you are yeah. you know that's kind of a side effect is You really, really, it just seeps out into every person you meet. Now, it won't be valuable to everybody, but some people it's going to be super, super useful where you're like, man, I love being around this guy. And this is what you should do. I want to know you for this thing. Like before I became the podcast guy, I fought it so much. Once (laughs) I just gave in and said, "Okay, I'm going to just roll with it it changed my entire life. So I think more people know what they should do, but there's kind of afraid of it. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you have any fear when it came to leaning into your personal brand and who you were? Was there anything mentally like,
1: eh, I, don't, I don't know if I should do this? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm like the world's worst for this. You know, I was, I, my personal brand from a, a very high um, IEQ, that's what very high emotion intelligence, very good at, reading people and I could be whatever anyone wanted me to be. That was this performing thing. But like to be me, to be who I was, like actually me, not, not, not who. Cause I, you know, I never lost a job interview. I've always been promoted. Like it was just a skill. That was the skill I had. I didn't really see it as a skill, but it was like, it was this personal brand. People would remember me. But when I actually was like to be who I am, which to who I am is, is quite a, um, like, I'm a very eccentric guy like i'm a very eccentric guy like obviously you guys are listening to this but like if you're watching this like i have a bodysuit. i'm covered in tattoos as in one tattoo a bodysuit. suit <laughs> I, like it's literally all the greek gods from climbing up mount Olympus. it's this monstrous thing it's about 170 hours worth of work at this current point in time like i'm a eccentric kind of over the top intense guy um in regards to like the way i work and the way i think about things and um, I was terrified to show the world that, like, I was, you know, I didn't want to show that, like, because I'd been this finance guy, you know, I was this finance guy, I had, yeah. I had like, the Bradley Cooper <laughs> hair, you know, like, because I was a, I was a fitness model back in the day, you know, and I did a bit of fitness modeling and stuff, so I was, I knew that I could lean on this idea of looking like the boy next door, you know, the typical kind of nice suit, good looking, but that wasn't who I was. Like who I am is like who you see now, this very weird hippie eccentric guy, cowboy boots, all like all that stuff. And, and, um, it was my wife that was the one that did it. She was like, just be, she said, if you could be anything, like what would it look like? And I was bringing up photos like Jason Momoa. I was bringing up like, I was like, these guys are the guys that I relate to. Like these are the guys I see. Mm. If I could look like this and, and, um, up until literally like a couple of months ago, I, sh- I had really long hair. I just shaved it all off because we we're in lockdown. So it was this idea of like, I'm going to do that. But God, I was scared and still am. I still am. You know, there's days where I'm like, is this too much? Am I being too much? But the joke is, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Like I still do. Like, you know, I, but the idea of every tattoo, I'm like, is that, am I, am I too far now? My, my wife just laughs and she's like, you were too far years ago. You don't realize how. <laughs> um, so, it's hard and that's what I work with people on is it's not easy just leaning into yourself and I know me and you spoke about that on my show with you like it's not easy you know like when you embrace being the podcast guy we fight so hard to be not what we are but actually it's so much more freeing now being me so yeah it wasn't easy but and uh, I still struggle but like it's only worth doing otherwise otherwise you'll spend the rest of your life which is what i did for like seven years being what you think people want you to be as opposed to who you are
0: man that part is painful we have to wake up every day and I, i i think that's where most of us are even in this and i'll say this even in the entrepreneur digital age that we're in everybody has an online business everybody has a course most people have a podcast I still think people are using all of these different things to help them with their persona, to help them kind of put together and craft this fake person to show the world. You know, I think that's part of it. And I think that's a big part of the problem. You know, Um, when you can kind of get out of that mindset and shift and focus more on, Hey, I want to be this person who I really am. And then you do things to align with that. That'll help you. So for you, I can tell image was one of the main things that you started with. Yeah what about the products right and i love asking entrepreneurs this question um because (laughs) it brings back some funny memories what was that first product that you put out in your online business that you said okay i got to sell this to the
1: world oh god no like like looking (laughs) back at that i like i wrote down this method like the first the first product i sold i wrote for like for marketing you know content marketing and personal branding was like it was this method, um, it was like a six-week method of how you could convert, how could you could all build your own personal brand. And it was so in-depth that it was like, because I'm a very, like, I'm a nerd. Like, I love that stuff. And I remember, and it was, I remember, like, getting my first client, and he, had, he was like, I'm sorry, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, this is not what, like, you know, he was like, <laughs> I was going into, like, behavioral biases, and, and he was like, look, man, I just want to know how to upload a video to Facebook. Like what are you doing? <laughs> and that's where I was like, wow, I need to, uh, position myself better. Um, so that was te- like, and then, and then I, the, the the problem I had with mine was my business took off very quick when I, when I launched the online products. So it it, it blew up if I'm completely honest with you. And it, that wasn't a good thing. It blew up in, in an, in a space cause my background was in finance and, um, they'd watched me for like six years. Five, well, it was six years I built it, but like three years where I was really like active on social. These guys were like, I just want to be you. So they just flooded and started buying content, like courses and, and things with me, I in like one-to-one coaching. Had no online elements, I just had coaching. And uh, mm. I just realized quite quick, I was like, um, that's when I realized that I was the personal brand side of things. At the beginning, I was teaching them what I would do. And I was like, wait a minute, these guys are not me. They are very different. You know, I would say do this, do a hundred. Like, um, so that was really, really, that was a massive learning curve. That took me like, six months. You know, I earned, I earned a lot of money wow. from it, but it took me like six months of like, my, my second month of fully trading, I, I signed 32 clients, one-to-one coaching clients in my second or third month. Um,
0: Man, I love that. That is some massive, massive progress. So you had that that product really take off because you played the patient game, you know, you didn't put it out there too quickly from what I'm seeing. Yeah. um, So, what was it like during that time, you know, when you were just building, you know, because I, I think most people don't look at that when you're building your personal brand, they don't look at the, those other that time frame like, yeah, you just figured out, okay, I have a personal brand and now you're ready to take it serious. That doesn't mean you're going to be making money from your Instagram post tomorrow, but in six months you could be so what was the process like for you when you were just building that brand and i want to go into the products a little bit. yeah more.
1: of course yeah so for me the process was um i remember i was a big gary v fan i love gary v and um at the time like i was and i still i still like his stuff but you know like we, we, you, you evolve and uh i um i just remember like it was about, yeah, like three years before I ever really launched a product. I was just like, I have to do this. I have to start building a brand because I identified quite quick that I was going to probably not be able to stay in what I was doing. But I was willing to put in, like, I think the hardest thing with that was, like, to, to a lot of people it looked like an overnight success, but it was three years of making content before I even – just like, so it, I might have moved on to the personal yes. branding space overnight, but I was – I was in the mortgage space for three years before and um, I get this when I get guests on the show, you know, guests are like, Oh, you're new to this. And then when we start talking, they're like, Whoa, you're really not new. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I just, (laughs) I I know a lot. I said a guy then he was like, he was like, God, you know, loads of stuff. I was like, yeah, I do. Because I've done it for a long time. I just, I just pivoted. And I think the thing that I say to a lot of people and I work with clients is you need to, um, in that three year period, I messed up so much. I'm not saying you should wait three years. But like those three years allowed me joking. I didn't know it was going to be like that. You know, I would have been been happy with like one or two clients, but those three years allowed it to be like when I moved and said, I'm actually open for business. Everything you've been watching me do, I can teach you. They all, everyone was like, yep.
0: So, and it's so, and I'll say this too. It's a lot of people lined up to learn the personal brand thing. Like they want to, I run into two types of people. Um, and I want to get your, your perspective on this. I run into people that are like on one side, they want me to help them build their personal brand. They want to figure out what products should I be creating? How can I reach my audience? What kind of content do I need? That's one side. The other side are people that are like, Hey, I want to be a personal brand specialist. I want to show other people how to build their personal brand. I want to do coaching. I want to do all of this stuff. Um, So I run into those are the two kind of prospects I'm talking to all the time. I can confidently say I tell these people no most of the time. <laughs> I don't I just don't I've never felt really comfortable teaching somebody like I don't want to be a coach that coaches coaches. I agree. I I just don't like that. I always thought it was just like it, just insane. It, it's crazy how many there are now, but if there's somebody <laughs> like I know people who are like, I know one guy, he's like a personal trainer and he's like, yo, I get a lot of clients locally, but I want to, you know, sell products online. That's my ideal client. You know, somebody that wants to create content and sell digital products, not the person who's like, Hey, I want to start teaching people with their personal brands. So teach me everything, you know, because the reality is what I'm going to make from this, no matter what I charge with, won't be equal. You know, that's the truth. And then it's just, it's, I don't think it's ethical to me. It's just,
1: How do you feel about that part? I agree with you. I have had a few people like that. Um, I just, so my thing with personal brand and with that kind of take on it is, um, I think it's a bit of a buzzword. And I think the problem with personal branding and personal brand itself is like, you can come at it in any way you want. And the way that, you know, your background, you know, is in sport. I know that me and you have chatted before about that's your background. You are now a podcaster. In my mind, truthfully, you're cemented as whenever I mention the, on my podcast, the podcast expert is you. <laughs> I'm like, Chris, the, I, in my head, I'm like podcast expert. I'll go, this podcast expert said this to me and I've worked, listened to And it's you because to me, because your personal brand is built around that. I know you as Chris. I don't know who's the personal brand, but I did originally. Now I know you as in my community, that guy's the podcast guy. So, you are going to approach personal branding very different to how I would approach it because my background is in theatre and in performing and in finance and in corporate business. So I'm very strategic and everything I do is very, like, it's numbers and it's this and the other, which is fine. So when people come to me and they're like, can I coach, can you coach me to be a personal brand coach? I'm like, no, because the way (laughs) I come at it is going to be entirely different to the way you, I had one guy come to me and he was a dating coach. And he was like, I'm a personal brand coach. I said, well, I don't think you are. And he was like, well, yeah, I I teach men how to be a better personal brand so they can get more women. And I was like, all right, I absolutely completely – like, okay, cool, but I'm not touching you with a barge pole because, in my opinion, that is (laughs) not what personal branding is. I believe – and so for me – the way I like to identify it, you know, and, and I love like Mike Kim and people like that down the view. I've had Mike on the show a couple of times absolute legend, is that if you have like personal branding for me has to push the needle forward for your impact or your income. You've got to that's who I like to work with. I like to work with people who want to build mostly content marketing. Um, it's content marketing strategies to deliver very similar to your clients, to deliver digital products. Um i'm I'm not interested in working with people like because i just think that that, that it's you know like you your, your substance is not in personal branding your substance is in podcasting and your experiences of how you've grown your business around that people don't know yeah. that until yeah. they know you um, and i didn't know that until i had you on the show you know so, once, so i think that's where we, i think i think personal brand is just a cool sexy thing that goes over the top of it
0: Yeah. Right. And I think everybody in a way could tie in personal branding into what they do. Yeah. You know, that's just the truth. Like Elon Musk could tie in personal branding to what he does. All these other things in the business world are tied to his personal brand. That's just the truth. Um, But let's get into some practical tips here. So what would you say is the number one, like the most important thing for people to really, grasp and understand about their personal brand in 2021 and just to give you some some perspective on what i mean yeah i think the digital footprint is what's most overlooked in personal branding i don't think people take it seriously enough as far as you know what you post online will always be there i don't think people are are really thinking about that and taking it seriously so what's that one thing you think more people need to be aware of with their personal
1: brand i would what you're talking about digital footprint um i would go one step deeper on that and say that um so to echo what you're saying it is about talking in my opinion taking one thing grabbing it by the horns and going you know like that inch inch wide and a mile deep like people with their personal brand the one thing that people go wrong with in my opinion is that they believe their personal brand is them and it's not it's a representation of what you want people to know you for. And in the digital world, if we're thinking about digital footprint, keywords, me and you were chatting about SEO off air, keywords, like find your keyword and nail it to the ground. Like, and I think that we will thank you in five, 10 years time when you are the only person for like making a joke, like you podcasting. I was going through all of the answer, the public stuff to, to when we were, I was kind of repurposing our episode Every time I posted something, your, what, your repurpose episode was the one on YouTube to act like the future of podcast, like that. I think that is the mistake. Um, And and, and that is the thing that people need to understand. In 2021, to echo your thing about digital footprint, we need to be super clear, super consistent around whatever it is you want to be known for. And you need to deliver that a minimum, a minimum of three times a week. And in my opinion on a search-based platform so don't waste your time on social put it on podcast Ooh,
0: wait wait i like that wait, <laughs> wait 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 before you go on wait wait, wait. let's dive a little deeper i want to get some context to what ash is about to get into <laughs> when he says forget about social what he means is go into the search based search based platforms which will give you more results in the long term meaning You post a tweet, it goes viral. You'll get a lot of attention. That's one tweet. Cool. If you write a blog, but that goes viral, you'll have people reading that blog for years. Social content is impactful depending on what you're doing, but it has a short-term effect. It's more of a burst, right? Whereas searchable content is something that's going to last for six months, a year, two years. And I can attest to this because I've had people listening to episodes I put out years ago, still tweeting me, sending me DMs, giving me feedback on episodes that are years old. So now let me, pre- I wanted to preface everything you were going to say Good. so I can ask you it this way. So what are these searchable platforms that people should be focusing on?
1: There are only three, in my opinion. Um, and if you're doing them smart, I think you should do all three. But it's up to you, you know, like but I think you should focus on one and then use the other two as a distribution tool if you're really really keen on it. But blogging, the most, in my opinion, the most I'm dyslexic, so I don't really like blogging. I just use transcription stuff, but it is it is <laughs> you know, it's vital, like it's absolute yeah. vital. It's so overlooked, and yet probably the number one way for you to truly build your business on a tried and tested method. People are like, oh, blogging's done. No, it's absolutely not. Um, So blogging is really important. It's on your website. Don't put it on Medium or things like that. Put it on your website. Drive traffic to your website. YouTube. YouTube is another one. Absolutely YouTube done right. The problem with YouTube and blogging, all these things, YouTube and blogging is if you are doing YouTube videos around what you think people want as opposed to doing the market research and content, you know, keyword research and actually doing it what, what you know they want, That's going to bring you results. And my final one, which you will know, is um, I believe the most valuable one and the one to might be a long play and this is your realm, like 100% is podcasting. Because that to me is, I know that, you and I know because you told me and as well, and, and I did some research that Google are indexing podcast episodes. It is appearing in search and you can get to I think that in 10 years' time we are going to be where podcasting where, Google, where YouTube is now with podcasting and I really do believe that and so short form content on podcast do I you know I think those three are the three you should be doing, all three of those. Um, obviously, if you can't, nothing wrong with that but um, pick one <laughs> but in uh, my opinion yeah. be on all three. And so like for someone like yourself, I know that you do this. As you were saying, you're a podcaster and then you repurpose that stuff depending on to get more traffic to the podcast. But, um, you know, I'm a podcaster and I drive traffic through YouTube and blogs. So I think that's the place to do it. Whereas with search, with, with social, um, I don't use social really. I used to, but my business on social, um, I use social, made a joke of it. I film my podcast every morning at 8 a.m. UK time, GMT, I film my podcast through StreamYard and uh, people go, oh, it's, it's a live stream. And it is live, but it's only live because I edit it while I'm going along because I'm lazy. Um, but other than that, like it's, and I'm like, well, I may <laughs> as well restream it to everybody. So it's on every platform. So it it's even more. But other than that, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste my time on social media. Now I don't mean that to anyone's disrespect because I built my brand on social media. But there isn't a day that goes by where I don't wake up and go, God, Ash, you're an idiot. Why did you not build it on me? <laughs> <laughs> every single thought I,
0: I love what you said about um everything, and I, I think the key thing when you when it comes to search is not just on YouTube but even with podcasts, doing that keyword research is important because then you can put the right keywords into your titles, yeah. right? So now, when people are searching certain things, your podcast episode will pop up because you put the right keyword in your title. This is something I did really bad for a long time. I didn't think it was important. It would just say, oh, this is expert so and so. He's a guest and he's going to talk about blah, blah, blah. Now, when I, I when uh, Chris Kremitzos, the CEO of PodFest, was on my show, I didn't say Chris Kremitzos is on the show. People search for PodFest more than they search for Chris Kremitzos. So I put PodFest CEO talks, blah, blah, blah. Right. So th- some small little tweaks like that can make a major, major long term impact. Yeah. Right. So. I, I love that tip you gave everybody. Now let me get, let me ask you a little more about social, real quick. So, do you not believe that somebody building a personal brand should be on a visual platform like Instagram or at least Twitter?
1: Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Like, so I do. I think you you should build it wherever. I mean, I built my brand on LinkedIn when I started. So, like, and and you know, and, and I did quite well on TikTok. I got to like seventeen thousand in like three weeks. So I can do it, but like. I just think, from my own experience, and when I work with clients, if you want the best advice, the best advice is to build something. Like I remember, when, like when I was a kid, like we used to sing hymns at school, and there, is, there's this hymn and it used is the wise man builds his house upon the rock, and the foolish man builds his house upon the sand. Now I don't know why I remember that because I don't remember anything else from school, but for <laughs> some reason. That thing goes, it ticks in my head all the time. And I think social media, visual platforms like that is the sand. And the, the, so mm. the, the searchable is the rock. And you build, And I always say this people, I'm like, build your house upon the rocks. And everyone always thinks you're really weird. I'm going to find this hymn. It'd probably be in some school book thing because I'm always talking about it. And it's, I really believe that. So do I think it, you should use visual elements? Absolutely. All my leads, all my leads... Uh, most of my leads come still from LinkedIn. But that's going to change. That will change over a five, three to five year period to the point where it will probably be hardly anything coming from LinkedIn. And this is where I've had, and you've Mm. had this with yours, I've had enough YouTubers, people like Nick Nimmin and people these big YouTubers on my show, and every single one of them doesn't really post on social. Every single one of them makes multiple six figures and every single one of them doesn't really have to work. And that's the, I was piecing the dots (laughs) together. I was like, Ash, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, why am I trying to make content every single day for that platform when I can make content every single day for that one? And I believe that's the case for everything else. You know, like, now the truth is, if you want to make visual content and you want to do that, like, absolutely you're going to get more leads from social than you will from any searchable. You know this for podcasting. Gosh, how long it takes to get leads from podcasts. But once it's there, yeah,
0: it, it's, it's going. Once it goes, it is going, man. I, I 100% agree, man. This is, Man, I love these conversations we have, man. We might have to host <laughs> a show together or something yeah. if you can get out of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> One day. No, man, man, so please let the people know where they can find you online.
1: Yeah, sure. Best place to find me is my uh, my podcast is uh, Content Marketing 101. Um, so that's that's the best place for listening to me. Um, if you want to find me on YouTube, I'm on YouTube, it's Ash Borland and I'm on pretty much every social platform um, of which it will be the same thing. It's just Ash Borland, ashborland.com. The same content is on every single platform. So wherever you are, wherever you need it, is there. <laughs>
0: i love it man thank you for coming on the show
1: my pleasure man i've absolutely loved it
0: thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the personal branding playbook again i'm your host coach chris you can find me on instagram or twitter at the coach chris underscore ask me any of your personal branding questions if you would like a personal branding audit check out the link in the description below and you can schedule a time with me there i will see you next time